Welcome to the Launch With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven women who are ready to embrace a feminine approach for launching. We'll be chatting all things cycle awareness and using your intuitive superpowers combined with the more practical aspects of launching like systems, workflows, planning, and tech. I'm your host, Laura, from Laura in Order, systems queen, cycle awareness coach, and lover of launches. My mission is to show you that launching can be fun and easy, that you can do it in a way that is right for you and feel inspired, organized, calm, and in control. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Launch with Flow podcast. Today's episode is going to be a good one. I interviewed my mentor and friend, Stasha Washburn, aka The Period Coach. Stasha was my mentor when I went through period coaching school last year, and so I'm so excited to share a bit more about her journey with you in today's episode. Now, if you don't know Stasha, her life mission is to end the taboo around menstruation for women. From the little things like marketing that makes women feel shame, to the deaths of women each and every year because menstruation is such a taboo. Stasha is a period coach, a business mentor, author of the amazing book The Revolution Will Be Bloody, and the founder of The Period Coaching School. In this episode, we talk through her journey from having really crippling endometriosis as a teenager to becoming a health coach, a period coach, and then founding Period Coaching School. So let's dive into the episode. Stasha, welcome to the Launch with Flow podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Laura. This is great. So I would love to use this time to have a little bit of a chat about your journey because from where you started as a teenager with, from what I've heard, some of the most horrible (laughs) period experiences to learning to love your cycle, to becoming a coach, and then now starting period coaching school. It's quite the journey. And I would love to really take the listeners through that so that they can find out a little bit more about your story and how if they've got cycles that they don't particularly love, or they're still in the process of learning to love the power of their cycle, that it might um, inspire them a little. So Shall we start by just talking about how how it started for you as as, as a teenager with your um, endometriosis story? Yeah, so I had really painful periods as a teenager. I would spend, I guess, a couple of days before my cycle feeling like I wasn't really on the planet, just like foggy and messed up and weird and tired, like so exhausted. And then I would break out into a cold sweat and I'm Polish. So I'm already pale and pasty for those of you who can't (laughs) see video here on the podcast. I am a nice, very white Polish lady. (laughs) And uh, I got paler somehow in that time. I would just break out into a cold sweat and collapse and just black out and uh, wake up and have my period. You know, when you're a teenager and you're blacking out in the middle of like English class or hall locker, it's not really good for your social standing to say the least. But also when people go, what's wrong with you? And you go, oh, I probably got my period. And they go, oh my God, TMI, super gross. Cause it was the nineties and oh my God, TMI. And I realized 
in high school that even though I'm the one blacking out and then I'm going to be in, in such pain that I'm going to spend the next three days in my bathroom throwing up just well beyond the worst food poisoning you've ever had. Just take the word food's worst food poisoning you've ever had times it by three days. And that was my period every month. Yeah. I realized quite quickly that no one wanted to hear about it. And so I had to learn how to lie on my feet very quickly as to what was going on with me. So not only was I the one puking in pain, miserable, but I also had to protect everyone's feelings around it. So it was really exhausting just existing (laughs) throughout high school in that kind of social dynamic. And, you know, I had a good doctor. I had a really great woman who uh, tried everything. I mean, she put me on every kind of birth control that existed. She put me on one that was so experimental, it got pulled from the market because too many women died on it, which, you know, every birth control kills women. So it really has to have a lot of deaths to get pulled from the shelves. And nothing, nothing made a dent. I was on prescription ibuprofen and then I was on prescription Tylenol codeine and then I was on prescription narcotics and none of them even made a dent in my pain. So I was on like this crazy experimental birth control in high school and narcotics at the same time and nothing made a dent in my pain or my fatigue or anything. Uh, I remember passing out in the shower one time and my dad going, we got to call the ambulance and my mom going, she's got her period. What are they going to do? There's nothing they can do. And just kind of laying there on the stairs as I was trying to crawl up the steps and just going, you know what? I live here now. And just kind of falling asleep on the steps. It was just an absolute disaster. And there was nothing that could be done about it. You know, at the time, my doctor told me you can't have endometriosis because it takes years to develop, which is not true. And ironically, a a girl that I had talked to at the same time, well, not then, but now uh, who has endometriosis, her doctor told her that she couldn't have endometriosis because it didn't start as a young person. So we got like, honestly, we got the wrong doctors for each other. We we had exchanged, we might've gotten further along, but yeah, I mean, and she, my doctor is Native American. So when nothing Western worked, she did try and help me through, you know, what we knew in the early ni- or the 90s about food and which is not much, but she tried, I mean, she was like, okay, you're going to cook in cast iron. Maybe that'll help with the fatigue. You're going to, so she even went off the books just in an attempt to help me. So this is why I say, you know, I, I give her credit for trying very hard to help, but there was no help. So I sort of started on my own adventure at that point. You know, I went to an herbalist who didn't, wasn't able really to help, which I I now know why none of these things worked because it's not really necessarily a hormonal imbalance. There's parts of that to it, but, but she tried, you know, I did reflexology. I tried, um, trying to think of the earlier things that I tried, but you know, that was also the nineties. So there wasn't a lot of alternative options then either. I remember in the early two thousands after college, I got Deepak Chopra's book, the Ayurvedic, like that very first book that he had put out on Ayurveda. And I tried that in the early two thousands, tried to like eat for my dosha and that kind of thing, which actually did feel kind of good, but it didn't help. Yeah, I tried acupuncture. I tried 
Ayurveda. I tried Chinese medicine. I try, I mean, you name it. I tried it. I researched it. I researched hormones and what was going on. And I did kind of figure out on my own what symptoms were likely hormonal issues and what were just unexplained. Like there was no help to be had for it. So like the pain was just nothing that anyone knew anything about, but the the passing out was likely the hormonal shift being too dramatic and drastic. So some of the stuff I kind of was able to sort out a little bit for myself, but the the pain was consistent no matter what. It was a long period of time and I I honestly a lot of times just sort of wished I could die. I mean, you're sitting there on the floor of your bathroom on day one, you know, you're going to spend two more days in your bathtub, throwing up over the edge of the tub, hoping you make it into the can in crying and in pain and exhausted. And you know that you have to do this again next month and next month and next month and next month for 40 years. There's no reprieve. You can't stop it. You are going to enter into torture every month. And to say that not being able to hold down a bottle of pain pills saved my life is, you know, I guess in a way it was a blessing because I'm here today and I've, I've saved other people's lives since then. Yeah. It's not for lack of desire or even trying, but uh, yeah, it was not a fun (laughs) experience. And it's funny because today to this day, I get like nasty comments on things that are like, you must have such a great period. It must be nice to be you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> sister, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I personally have never really had too much to complain about when it comes to my cycle. So every time I hear your story, it's just, I really feel for you. And the other women out there that experience this and like you have not had, well, the medical community haven't had the information that they needed to support you appropriately and not knowing what to do and how to even treat it. So it it breaks my heart, but I'm so pleased that we are moving in the right direction now and that we're having conversations and the information um, is out there to support people. So what was the turning point for you then where you finally got to the point that your periods still aren't smooth sailing, but you got to the point where you understood what was going on in your body and you were able to start reducing those symptoms. Yeah. So at some point I, in my early thirties realized, you know, I was a dancer. I was teaching ballet bar and yoga. I was bartending. I was running a pop-up restaurant and doing farmer's markets. So I very physically demanding show up or don't get paid jobs, right? There's no sick leave in bartending or teaching classes or, you know, farmer's markets. So um, I really just sort of went, I can't do this for 20 more years. I need to figure out a way to make money that doesn't involve physical demanding or even showing up, like getting a nine to five was not, I mean, that's one of the reasons I never had a nine to five because I couldn't, because I would have run out of sick days, you know, unless I got every single period on a Friday night, (laughs) I would not have been able to make it. So I just was like, I can't get a normal job that I show up for at the office. I can't do these physically demanding jobs for the next 20 years and do this. Like I'm just not able to. So 
I thought, uh, you know, I cooked a lot and my students at the schools that, that I was teaching at were always asking for like healthy food tips just because I like to cook and I had the pop-up restaurant, which was all clean foods, that kind of thing. So I went and got my health coaching certification. My big plan was I was going to coach athletes so they could eat healthier and better and have, you know, better times or whatever. And then I would just wouldn't see clients for the week, you know, a couple of days before and the first few days of my period. And then that way I would have three weeks of client time and then a week of, you know, working from bed as I could. And so that was my big plan. But as the universe does, all of my athletes had period problems. So I actually ended up helping them and doing the doing the health coaching certification. I took all of that 20 years basically of menstrual health research and hormonal balance research and I smushed it together with all of the dietary theories that I was learning and you know, I had tried things over the years like the Ayurveda diet being vegan. I tried everything. So um I took all of that information and I created kind of a whole foods for menstrual cycles essentially, uh, a program and tried it on myself as one does. And I had my first pain-free period of my entire life. In fact, I was surprised to get my period. I didn't have, I mean, I was tired. I had the fatigue and the brain fog, but not nearly the level that I had had previously. Then I didn't have any pain. And normally I had like a day or two of cramps before I got my period. And I didn't have any of that. I just got my period. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening. This is insane. Is this like what normal people have? It felt, it was great. It was, you know, it wasn't as good as they are now, but it was the, my first one where I didn't spend the month throwing up. In fact, I didn't throw up at all. I was in the bathtub and, and soothing, but I wasn't throwing up at all. I didn't have any of that pain. It was, it was just mind blowing to me. So, uh, that was huge for me. And I started using that on my clients and uh, helping them with their period problems, which it turns out is so much easier to help any other period problem than endometriosis, really. <laughs> so I was able to help all of them far better. But I did fall into the trap of working like a dude, right? So it's following all the advice of like, you have to work really hard for the first three years. You're going to do nothing but work. You're 24 seven. You're just always going to be working and hustling and getting clients. And despite the fact that I wasn't eating anything really, like there was no gluten, no sugar, no caffeine. I was really eating clean. It was the same diet that was, that had helped me get through that pain. My pain came back and that turning point number two, where I went, Oh, I can't run a business like a dude. I can't buy into the masculine business approach. I have to figure out a way to do this with my menstrual cycle. And I started shifting my research from solely like menstrual problems to, well, what do we know? Like, what do we know about hormones and how it affects our brain and our energy and our body and these kinds of things? And I started finding these little tidbits that I just started applying to my business. And all of a sudden, I yeah, I was working three weeks a month, but I was getting everything done without having that burnout. And my periods came back to being much better than they were. And at that point, they even got better than just after doing that diet. So they've really improved. And since then, they have steadily improved year after year. So it's been a real blessing. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? 
how sometimes it's just the little tweaks and the little changes that can make such a difference to how we feel, how we show up in our business, how productive we are. I too like to take a week off the last few days and the first few days of my cycle, just because it gives me the space to sit on the couch if I want to and do not much, knowing that I will be productive in a couple of weeks time and the work can wait and things can get done. And I can imagine at the time when you were doing a lot of this research, and even now, it's still we have conversations all of the time and I talk to people all the time about, you know, your cycle and how it impacts your productivity. And people just kind of give us these blank stares, like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, where does this come from? And I can imagine when you first started doing that research and started talking about it, you probably had a lot of people. I know when I first found you and and heard you talk about this, who is this crazy lady? What, what is she on about? Oh yeah. I mean, first of all, it's a taboo subject. So for most of us growing up with a real lockdown taboo of menstrual cycles, you know, the kids that are growing up now are are more engaged and talk about it far more. But, you know, for those of us who grew up in, you know, the taboo times, it was, uh, no, it was absolutely not something that you talked about, let alone looked at as a positive or, you know, like... If you admitted that working with your cycle was helpful, then you were admitting you were weak. It was just this like correlation that people who menstruate are less than those who don't. And if you used your cycle or talked about your cycle or even looked at it favorably, you must be even weaker than those who are just trying to ignore it and be strong. It's people's knee jerk reactions are always harsh. You know, the commentary on, um, on, you know, like social media and stuff is always, uh, there's always somebody who's just absolutely not ready to hear about it or talk about it and wants to shut it down so that no one is having that conversation because they do not want to hear about it. And it, you know, it still happens. It's, easier for me because I just kind of go, oh, that person's just not ready. And it's, you know, there's nothing you can do until they are, but it's not going to stop the conversation. It's not going to stop the change. So, you know, we just kind of go, I'm I'm sorry you feel that way. Exactly. We just have to keep showing up for the people that are ready and are hungry to learn and ready to actually embrace it and, and embody it. So of course you you started on that journey you started to bring that more holistic approach in into your coaching and then over the years along came a book the revolution will be bloody go buy it it's a really good book if you ever read it. and then of course last year the very first cohort of period coaching school of which I was um, one of the first students so Let's talk about that journey. Like, how did you go from the point of wanting to work with clients and helping them with this through realizing that there was this bigger mission in terms of educating and helping other women to learn this so that they can then help their clients with their cycles and things? Yeah, there was a lot of anger and um, imposter syndrome (laughs) that that happened. (laughs) Well, 
I quickly realized that working one-on-one with women uh, was not going to make much of a dent. So I read a statistic that 90% of, or a study that 90%, 80 to 90% of people who menstruate are going to have a hormonal balance. And I was like, well, that's basically everybody. So that was like, oh, that's a lot of people. So I, I very quickly realized that if I wanted to make a, a bigger difference, that working one-on-one was not going to get me there. And while it was great because it, you know, you get tangible change and people feel better. And that's really the end of the day. That was the goal. I needed to supplement it with a bigger audience, a bigger picture. And at some point I just kind of realized that I was in a very unique situation. There were not a lot of people in the world that had lived through what I lived through that had seen the transformation and change that I had, that had worked with so many clients on just general hormonal balance issues. And that, again, as the universe tends to do, my clients all ended up being business owners. So I was teaching them how to run their businesses with their cycles because it worked for me. So I was in this really unique situation of being a health coach, working with hormonal balance, who'd spent 20 years already researching this stuff anyway, and now helping people with their businesses, run their businesses with flow. So business coaching on top of all of that. So who has that kind of resume? So I put together the book as really the beginning. Like it's, you know, there's more books in the work. And I just wanted to get this one kind of keystone book out there that shared how we got so separated from our wombs and that knowledge of our cycles and how it works and all that stuff. Because time this was very common knowledge and it was not a taboo subject and it was very easy to live with. And in fact, celebrated in most cultures, free patriarchal takeover. And then how to get back into your own body how to get back into your own cycles, to learn what they are, to learn how they feel for you, what you can do to make them better and easier and more pleasurable. Uh, And then of course, as I want to do, how to take that out into the world. So the last section of the book is definitely how to share it with your community and to, you know, talk and make a bigger thing. Uh, From the first day of that book, I asked people to share it. I would much rather somebody post a picture on Instagram that has like all of their girlfriends that have read it listed in that book, like a library book being checked out from friend to friend, than have all those as sales. I mean, you know, it'd be great if they were all sales too, but I would much rather the information get out there and get around. Uh, So I, at the very beginning, I just asked people to share the book, share the knowledge, you know, don't don't be afraid to give it away or to, you know, or, and I've, I've had people who contacted me and asked me if they could, you know, get a deal, if they could buy, you know, 20 books for themselves and their friends and put it in their yoga studio or whatever at a, at a discounted rate. And oh yeah, man. So I would much rather see it out there into the world. And then from that, we can build into more specific topics and more specific genres and that kind of thing. Uh, And in that writing that book, one of the things that I knew that it was enraging that we didn't have any of this information. Like it made me crazy my whole life. Like, how is this not a thing? You know, just being a teenager in pain and going, what do you mean there's, this is normal. You, there is no way that this is just part of being a woman. Like I just do not buy that bag a bowl. 
And I never bought it. And I always refused to accept it. And I am very stubborn. So I continue to refuse to accept it. And that was part of it. You know, I had, um, I had a business coach who asked me what really pissed me off. And I said, you know, it pisses me off that we don't have this information that nobody knows the stuff that you can't even talk about it, that it's being withheld. And he was like, okay, so go use that fuel and get the information out there. And that really blew it up from being the one-on-one to the group coaching. And that's when I started doing like the food and flow program, which doesn't exist anymore. Now it's part of the flow freedom program. Uh, But it's when I started teaching about food and menstruation to groups. It's when I started developing my sensual system, using all six senses to bring your hormones in, in life into balance. Uh, And then that just went to how much I love the coaching industry. I was a business coach for, for Ryan Eliason here in the United States, a big multi seven figure business coach. And I was doing like pure business coaching. I was doing, you know, the, the hormonal balance coaching. And I just really loved what huge results come from the coaching industry and I, knowing that I can't coach everybody one-on-one, I can't even coach everybody in groups. Not everybody's going to be my cup of tea and not, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I just said, you know what? There's no po- period coaching curriculum. There's no period coaching school. There's the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and there's the Eating Psychology Institute and there's all of these different modalities and health coaching and life coaching and business coaching. There's no period coaching. And it's an enormous subject. It needs its own school. It needs its own umbrella. It's it's just, it, it's enormous what falls under that umbrella. So writing that book really drove home how much we need more coaches around the world to work with people and all of the different period problems and all of the different modalities to solve it. And you know, I, endometriosis wasn't solved with one modality. It was food and it was lifestyle and it was business. There was all of these different parts to it. And you just, you have to have different people for all of that. So that's really when I thought, you know what, I don't know who I am (laughs) to start the period coaching school, but I don't know who else is going to do it. Who else has been a health coach for the last 10 years? Who else has been working in for 30 years trying to research periods and hormones and all of this stuff? Who else has been a business coach for the last five years? Like, I don't know anyone else that could do it. And it needed to have happened, you know, last week. So I just sort of said, screw it. I guess I'm just going to do it. Oh, I love it. And I'm so glad you did. I remember when I first heard you start talking about it and I'd been interested in your work for some time and I had been applying a lot of the principles of running my business in flow. And I just remember the first time you started talking about the school, there was just something in me, like it was just like a full bodied, I don't know what this is about, but I have to do this program. You know, like it was just such a certainty of knowing that we need to get this information out into the world. And it was things that I was already talking to my clients about when we were talking about launches and planning out their businesses and things. You know, I would often just drop in little nuggets of, well, you know, make sure you run your webinars when you're, you know, late follicular or ovulation phase and, you know, make sure you've got time off in this phase. It was an absolute no brainer for me to be like, right, I want to learn as much as I can about this so that I can be part of the conversation and then sharing that with other people. 
Now, of course, I'm I'm one type of business owner amongst the cohort of, of students that we had last year. I know you've already got a few enrolled for the next the next cohort, but we had quite a mix, didn't we, of people who did different things where we all came together to learn about this so that we can then support our clients, their cycles and, and however that impacts the ways that we work with our clients. So it really is applicable for anyone in any industry, isn't it? Yeah. The one thing that I did not expect going into this work was this, like the side effects, so to speak. Like I had a client who came to me because she has cystic acne and she ran a coffee shop and she just didn't want to go into work when she had acne because she just didn't feel good about that. And, you know, I get it. So we were working on her cystic acne and the next thing I know, she's telling me how she's applying what she's been learning uh, to her relationship. And she was, you know, working with her partner. Her husband was also her business partner and it was a mess and they were on the verge of divorce and ending the business. And now after working with me and the cycle and everything, their marriage was good, their business was rocking, their employee retention was astronomically high compared, I mean, before they had turnover constantly, and now they had no turnover for like a year or two. And it was just, I didn't go, okay, let's uh, work on your cystic acne, save your marriage and your business. It's just what happened. And then I had more people tell me about marriages that were much better. And then I had more people talking about like their things in their business that I hadn't anticipated, you know, profit margins went up. I just thought I was going to be in there helping people work a little less hard. And then in the next thing I know, you know, oh, my accountant just called and she said my Q3 was way higher than my other quarters and wanted to know what I had done. And it was the quarter that I had planned and flow with you. So obviously I'm gonna have to do that every quarter for the rest of my life now. Like it was just incredible. And that's when I realized just how applicable it was to anyone. So, you know, whether you're a relationship coach, a relationship coach or a life coach or a business coach or a health coach, it does not matter. At the end of the day, if you have cycling clients, you can do so much more and so much deeper and better work with them. And the other thing was that I really started seeing, like I was paying attention more and I noticed uh, clients and people who were talking about negative things, you know, like my client just can't seem to do this one thing and I don't know what's going on. And I was like, well, are you asking her to do a visibility challenge the week before her period? And I was like, well, I never thought about that. And I was like, well, that's why, why would you do that to somebody? That's just mean. Or, you know, like I can't get my clients to meditate. And I'm like, well, are you asking them to meditate in follicular and ovulation? Cause like that's setting someone up for failure. And then you wonder why they come in going, I can't do this. And now they're dodging your coaching sessions. So I just sort of started to see like, okay, health coach is giving clients cleanses at the wrong time, or, you know, business coaches giving them visibility challenges at the wrong time, or, or go build that uh, backend system when their brain is absolutely not set up to go build a backend system. So I started seeing those correlations between client drop-off, loss of clients, bad retention, or less than stellar results, and their menstruating clients. And I thought, okay, well, everyone 
can benefit from understanding their cycles. I mean, no one's going to walk away from learning their menstrual cycles and the phases and the ups and downs and how to work with it, no matter what they're doing, they're going to benefit from that. I just hadn't anticipated it having such a huge effect in so many different places when I started this. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, you know, as women or, or people who have periods, it does impact so much of our lives and how we feel and how we show up. And when we don't understand what's going on, we can go from feeling freaking on top of the world one day and just amazing. And then the next day, just like, ugh, I just, I just don't want to, I just can't be bothered. And when we don't understand what's going on, it can bring up all of the mindset things. We start blaming ourselves. We think there's something wrong with ourselves instead of just going, oh, it's my hormones. I've just shifted into the next phase of my cycle. It's normal. And in a couple of days, I'll feel fine and we'll, you know, come back around again. So it's so important that people understand this. And as you say, like no one's going to not benefit from understanding about their cycle. So I'd love to talk about your, your latest launch. You're in the middle of launching the next cohort for period coaching school. And of course, I know that you're doing this in flow. So I'd love to talk a little bit about what that actually looks like for you. How do you plan out and run your launches in line with your cycle? Yeah. So my first thing is giving yourself lots of time. So, you know, trying to, I'm going to do a webinar next week. You probably got that idea in ovulation. (laughs) And then the next week is, you know, a week before your period and uh, all the steam runs out and then it doesn't happen uh, or it happens poorly. So uh, first thing is just giving yourself time and space. You know, if it's a nice, easy webinar that you've run before and you know you love it, then a month is great. You've got time to plan. But if you're doing a bigger launch, you have affiliates or it's the first time you're launching it, you've got to make all the content and all the social media and all the copy and graphics and the systems, you need to give yourself a few months and you can do so many other things as that's happening. So I have been working on this launch since January. And one of the reasons for that is we have... Um, four different videos. So there's a uh, interest in period coaching, just kind of a beginner video for it. There is what period coaching looks like for business coaches, one for health coaches and one for relationship coaches. And so my plan was to get those all together and then record them each month and then put them out. So one would come out each month. And then that way we'd have this great uh, bunch of videos that my affiliates could use for the launch that I could use for the launch. Uh, It would be great content for the four months leading up to the launch. Uh, And I did each of those videos. I sat back and thought about what I really wanted to do in Moodle and menstruation. You know, what's the big vision? What's the big picture here? What do I want people, you know, what's the useful stuff I want them to walk away with, you know, all that kind of thing. We designed the graphics and the slides in that Moodle phase when your visual spatial skills are much higher. And then I went through and edited copy and wrote the email series and sequences and the landing pages and all that stuff and follicular and ovulation when verbal skills are at their higher peak. 
uh, and then edited. And I started the editing in follicular because I was trying to do a different way of editing that I'd ever done before. So the first two videos I actually edited in follicular. And then once I had a real good grasp of how I was editing it and it was really much easier, I shifted it over to doing it in Loodle because it was so much more easy, kind of just like sit back, relax, lay in bed, have a cup of tea and a bar of chocolate while I edited videos. (laughs) Sounds perfect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that because I know my own cycle so well and I know how I can work so well, it was really easy to go, okay, I, you know, for this one, I, I need to do it this way. And then as I get better at it, I can shift it around and make it a little bit more, you know, relaxing and easier on myself as I got better at it. And I did the same thing, all the affiliate copy, all the affiliate graphics, all that stuff. I spent a couple of months putting it together so I could run it through each cycle and go, you know, does that feel engaging? Does it have emotion in it? Does it have rational thought in it? Does it have good value in it? And I could run those through each of the phases of my cycle and look at that copy and improve it and and make it better and that kind of detail work. And then planning out all of the content and the social media. So for this quarter in this launch, I have the Facebook lives, all of the emails, all the newsletters, everything is already scheduled or planned. So basically all I have to do is look at my list and do it. So that way, no matter what phase I'm in, I'm not blanking or stressed out or lost or panicky or breaking stuff because I don't know any better and I can actually go self-care, spend the afternoon in the pool, take weekends off, you know, not work all night, every night, and I have a really quite a lazy launch and enjoy the process. Like I quite enjoy teaching and doing webinars and sharing this information with people and doing the Facebook lives and the lives in my group and the Instagrams and all that kind of stuff. So it was really like, I could enjoy this process or I can be panicky, freaking out and stress launching like everyone else. And I just don't, I'm not a fan. So I really just kind of have been kicked back, just keep following my plan. And like you said, you know, some, you'll feel really great one day and the next day you'll be like, oh my God, what am I doing? Why isn't anything working? And when I hit that phase of my cycle, which I do have, I don't have to freak out. I just have to not break things. So it's like, okay, just stick to your plan. Look at your numbers, look at your results. If there is a place where you're going, okay, that conversion rate is not what I would like it to be at that step. Maybe start thinking about some things that you can change, but just don't go in and break stuff. And that's a huge win as well. Not going in and just panic fixing things. (laughs) (laughs) Fixing things that aren't broken. Yes. No making rash decisions or changes while you're in that phase of your cycle. That's something I see from clients so much too, as they go into the little phase and they're like, you know what? I just don't think it's working. I just, I don't think it's working. I think, you know what I need to do is, you know, I think we need to rebrand it or, you know what? I don't, just don't think this is maybe the niche for me or, oh, I just don't think that that's really working. It's not really the modality that I should be using. I should be using this one. And I see it all the time. I see it so much that I'll, I'll be in a Facebook group and I'll read somebody's post and I'll go, are you close to getting your period it's a it's a telltale sign for sure (laughs) yep (laughs) well 
we're pretty much out of time. So for people who have been listening and they are maybe interested in finding out a little bit more about you and Period Coaching School, where is the best place for people to find you? I know you've got a webinar coming up that you might like to talk about as well. Yeah, so uh, periodcoachingschool.com will have all the information about the school and uh, the webinar. The webinar is going to be on August 9th, and uh, I'm going to share all, some of the insights that the, you know, this first year of the school has brought and, you know, some of the vision and, and some of just the genius the ladies have brought to this. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to do some content work. So we'll talk about the cycles. We'll talk about how you can use them in your business, how you can use them for your clients, you know, just depending on who you work with, that kind of thing. Um, you yourself don't have to have a cycle. If you have clients that have a cycle, it's going to be really helpful for you to working with your clients. So you'll get some good content in there. And then, of course, I'll invite people into period coaching school if they'd like to join at the end. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that we pop all of the links in all of the relevant places so that people can come and find all of that information. Well, thank you so much for being here. Is there any last words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with today? The most important thing to do is start charting. Just start today. Don't wait for day one. Don't wait for when it's better. Just start today and start collecting the data. You can't really implement anything if you don't know where you are in your cycle and you don't know where you're going next and you don't know how it affects you. So start charting, figure that stuff out. I have a free chart. You're welcome to join and, and, and grab it. Um, I'm sure Laura will put that in the show notes for you guys. Uh, but just get started on the charting. That's, that's it. Like just find a way that works and start doing it. Couldn't agree more. The best place to start is get started. <laughs> Exactly. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a, a good and juicy and insightful conversation. And I'm sure the people who are listening along have gotten a lot from this. Thank you so much for having me. I always love a good opportunity to nerd out. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the With Flow podcast. If you got value from this episode, I would be overjoyed if you shared it with your friends. The more we can have open conversations about our bodies and our cycles, the more we can own and embrace our natural superpowers. Mm-hmm.